welcome to Song by Song by Song, a musical theater song podcast. I'm Austin. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a new episode with the new format. So Claire, what category of musical theater songs are we going to be talking about this episode? Well, since we're on our second episode of this new format, we thought it would be very fitting to talk about duets. Woo woo. One of my favorite things that we did in school was sing duets. Yeah, it's always way more fun, I feel like, because you get to like interact with another person. So Claire, what are what are some things that that are like quintessential for a duet? What is a duet to you? For me, a duet is between two people in a song. Either they can either be singing to each other or singing to different people. But they are both within the song singing together. Yeah, I remember like for salons and stuff, which are the like singing that we had to do for class like basically in college. Uh we had to make sure that our duets were like close to being 50-50 like singing percentages of like which characters are singing. I don't know if I agree with that as being like what a duet needs to be. Um but yeah, when, I, when I was looking um for duets to talk about here, I was like looking through a playlist that I've made and it was like some of them were like pretty 50-50 and then others like oh this person mainly just talks in this but like and then they like sing a little harmony at the end and i was like i don't know if this counts but i mean i think they're fun but yeah all right um well we're gonna play a game a rock paper scissors okay see who gets to go first so i'll do we'll do rock paper scissors shoot okay so on shoot yeah all right Rock, rock, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Oh man, we both got scissors. All right, rock, paper, scissors, scissors. Shoot. shoot. I got yeah, paper. Okay, you win. Okay, I get to go first this week. Well, so for my first pick of the duets episode of Song by Song by Song, a musical theater song podcast, I'm going to pick a song by my main man, Michael Friedman. Oh, how did I know? It is from the musical Pretty Filthy. Oh, man. And it is called <laughs> Becky and Bobby and Taylor and Dick. Did you say, was this on your list, Claire? Yes, yeah, so of course it was. <laughs> Get wrecked, homie. <laughs> so I really like this song. It's sung by Elise Allen Louise or Lewis and Merrick Smith. They play the characters of Becky and Bobby in the show who are like two newbie porn stars because it's a musical about the porn industry. And Taylor and Dick are their porn personas. Mm-hmm. Now, Becky and Bobby are in a relationship together. And the song is them singing about their relationship to each other as Becky and Bobby who were two kids from the Midwest who were in love and were together. But then also as their porn alter egos of Taylor and Dick and how the relationship doesn't really like fit anymore because their personalities have changed a lot and 
there's a few really good lines in the song. Um, one of them is saying, if you tell every, if, if you say you love me, is it real or is it fantasy? Mm -hmm. Because like while they're making their porns, they'll be saying like, I love you. I love you. Stuff like that to like their co their co-star in like the video or whatever that they're doing. But then they have to come home and say that to each other and like mean it, I guess, like to each other. And they are also like, I like Becky, but I don't know if Dick likes Becky because like Dick's kind of aggressive and Becky's kind of a square Mm -hmm. or like Taylor's like Taylor doesn't like Bobby because he's lame. And I just really like like the inner conflict. Yeah, the conflict of the song. And the very last line of the song is sometimes late at night with the four of us in bed. I wonder what any of us is thinking. And I just like it. Cause it's like, it doesn't have to be like porn related. Like in real life, people just like got, sometimes they got like two different sides to themselves. Like the side that they are when they're with their significant other or partner versus like the sides that they are like when they're out with their friends or like at work and stuff. And how sometimes like some relationships, like there's a clash there like between those things, which mm-hmm. can make things complicated, obviously. And I just think it's really interesting that in this show that is about this world that not a lot of people like are involved in is still very human. And these people aren't like, these people aren't just like the sex objects that some people view porn stars as they're just like real people. And they could have the same problems that you could have in a normal day. Yeah, I would be really interested in hearing more about um, sex workers' relationships that they have in their personal life comparatively to their um, like online persona life. Because I know there's a line in the song also that's like, and having sex after having sex all day is complicated. And like thinking about, yeah, that would be pretty, pretty difficult, I feel like. So it is a very interesting lens of a relationship through a song. Yeah. And it's got a lot of good harmonies. Very true. And harmonies are fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, also this episode, Claire and I are going to be picking 10 songs instead of five it's just the two of us and we want to be with you so we're gonna just spend more time yeah all right claire so your first pick um my first pick Ooh, i don't know if i want to go first pick on my list i think do 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 because i was like i i'll just go i'll just do it um so i did this same musical as my first choice last time but uh, I'm going to go with um, Bad Idea from Waitress. Oh, I didn't know it. <laughs> Ooh, he thought. I thought you were going to pick a different song. Oh. <laughs> well, um, were you I, think, I think the song that you were thinking is the song that it's just one person singing and then the other character talking. And in- then they just come in is also a song from Waitress that I had on my extra list. Oh. For a duet. 
Okay. Okay, it's, but okay. Anyway, <laughs> bad idea. Um, I think in this, the stakes are really high in this song. It's right before intermission. It's Act One finale, and it's really like the the climax of well, literally and figuratively, the climax of um, Jenna and Doctor Pot. Pometer. Pometer. <laughs> I was like, I had a stroke, sorry. <laughs> Pometer's relationship. Um, and I don't know. It's just like, it's fun. It's upbeat. And it's like, the stakes are so high of the like, should I, should I, should I not um, game that they're playing with each other. And then they do. And it's like, it's crazy because you're like rooting for these people to have an affair. <laughs> with their spouses even though we don't know dr potmer's wife yet yeah it's like until the end until the end but like obviously you've seen jenna's relationship with her husband and how terrible he is to her so you're like rooting for this to work without (laughs) like thinking about that it's like these are two people like having an affair Mm -hmm. um and it's like at that moment you don't care because the song's just so fun and you're just jamming and it's so high energy I like the claps that that the ensemble has to do in the background. Yeah, I was like, after seeing this show live a couple times. I've also (laughs) seen it twice. Wow. It's like, it's it's also like a fun picture to watch. I mean, obviously, it's kind of funny. Like, these two people just like, you know, going at it. And then there's people in the background, like, clapping. Yeah. (laughs) Really funny. And Um, all the pie puns. Yeah. It's just it's just a really good time. And yeah, you're really rooting for this relationship, even though you maybe shouldn't be. And that's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I really like the reprise of this song, too. But oh, we're not talking about that yeah. one because that one's not a duet. Ha <laughs> ha. Exactly. But yeah, so that's my first choice. It's by Sarah Bareilles. Yes. Uh, the queen. Is is your oh, what's yeah. your. Yeah, I know. she's Yeah, she is coming back. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, is your favorite version the cast album version or do you have like a different uh, version you like more like if there's like a video you've seen or anything no yeah I do I love um, Jesse Mueller and Drew Galing is that his last name Galing I don't Galing. know which one, um, probably maybe. yeah I was Who like knows? I really like their version version I've also seen the Shoshana Bean Jeremy Jordan, Jordan like recording of it like when they recorded it in a studio and um that was pretty fun i mean i thought them together was like kind of a weird combo but like their voices worked really well so that was pretty cool and i just love sarah Bareilles, so really what? just all of them <laughs> are good cool yeah i also i like that song <laughs> Glad. i said that already but that's my two cents on the song Awesome. All right. So I'm going to pick a fun song next. Mm. Uh, This duet is great because it can be sung by anybody. Even siblings can sing it together. And it's not weird. Yeah. Because a lot of duets, if they're guy-girl duets, (laughs) they're about love. Mm -hmm. And this one is still about love, but But not for each other. (laughs) This song is called 
Granger Danger. Yay! That's where I was hoping you would go. From a very Potter musical. It was written by Darren Chris and AJ Holmes, who I'm a both big fans of. Mm-hmm. It is sung by the actual in real life couple of Joey Richter and Lauren Lopez. Who are engaged now. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, I guess they were dating at the time we of this too during Star Kids stuff. At least that's what I understood from their engagement announcement. Uh, but I've been a fan of Star Kid for a while. Um, I, I started two thousand nine. I was like, I started watching their stuff before Starship came out, so I hadn't seen. I I did not. I was not on the internet <laughs> regularly when a very Potter musical, me and my dick, and a very Potter sequel were out. But I saw their first show that they did after college, mm-hmm. and. I watched a very Potter musical for the first time at a friend's bonfire. Like, I think it started raining. So he put out the bonfire. We went upstairs to his room and he played us the first song, like going back to Hogwarts. And then I went home, went to my room, stole the Wi-Fi from our neighbor. <laughs> and I watched like the whole first act and most of the second act like that night still. Yeah. And it was so funny and so fun at the time. Claire and I were watching them back and a couple of the jokes are pretty bad now. But (laughs) Granger Danger still works. It's a fun song. I like it. I like that it's a duet that a guy and a girl can sing. And it's not like weird a relationship thing between the two of them. Uh, it's sung in the universe by Ron Weasley and Draco Malfoy, who both find out that they have crushes on Hermione Granger because she shows up to the Yule Ball looking in a dress <laughs> looking cool mm-hmm. because she is the coolest girl. In but that's in a very Potter Um Yeah, I just like the guitar part. Like it starts off. It's real energetic it's fun each of them gets their own little section and then at the end they sing both of them at the same time and yeah i really like that song yeah i agree um definitely best version you can find um is one that austin and i did many years ago (laughs) in a random um timeshare place in arizona when we were there for a wedding yeah, that literally is, like, on my memories right now. Yeah. Like we were I, there recently. I think I was, like, 13. I was going into my senior year of high school because I get I got dumped, like, the week before we left. Oh, right, right, right. So it hasn't happened yet, but, like, eight years ago today, I posted, in a month, we're going to be in Arizona. Wow. But, yeah, so if you go on um, Austin's YouTube and you, like, scroll down for quite a while... You can find Fetus, Austin and Claire singing Granger Danger. Yeah, and we so the way I did my videos then is I didn't have any backing tracks. We just like listened to it and sang along. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a part when we get to like the harmonies and it's pretty bad. <laughs> but I don't yeah. feel like taking down my old videos on YouTube, even if they're bad, because I like people to see 
the progress that I've made. Right, right. So if I if anyone wants me to, if anyone wants to be my agent, <laughs> shout out, uh, let me know. But don't judge me off my old YouTube videos. Yeah, and don't judge me off of that video. <laughs> okay. Ranger Danger, check it out. Oh, another thing before Claire says her second song. I created a Spotify playlist of all the songs that we've talked about so far and all the songs that we will talk about. So I will put that link in the description of this episode. Yeah. So Claire, your second choice. Hmm. I think for my second choice, I'm going to go with um, my namesake in the fact that this is the song Fine from Ordinary Days between Claire and Jason. Nice. Yes. Um, I think this song is really fun because it's like them bickering basically the whole time. And like things have been kind of going like rocky in their relationship for a while. And um, because, well, kind of, because Claire's getting to the phase where she's freaking out because they're, like, moving on to the next steps of their relationship. And you, like, don't really understand why until you listen to her backstory later about previous relationship that she had. And so she's like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work. And they're just like fighting about everything because they have to go to her cousin's like party, like dinner party. And they're stressed about it. And then right at the end, he hits her with the shut up, Claire, and marry me. And she's like, fine. And then she's like, what? And it's just like funny and quippy, but still like the harmonies are good. And the um, like acting beats are fun. And yeah, I just I would love to do that show slash just like sing that duet with someone. It'd be fun. Nice. It's by Adam Guan, I believe. Yeah. And it's Hunter Foster and Uh, I can't can't remember who plays Claire. Um While Claire looks it up. Yeah. Did you have any other ordinary days duets on your list no i did not i didn't either but there are a good number of duets in that show that i really like um beautiful which is the last song of the show is a duet Mm -hmm. that i really like um and then there's also a song called rooftop duet slash falling and that song was banned from being picked on this episode (laughs) because it starts out as a duet but then the other two characters join in at the end and it becomes um her name is lisa brescia 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 something like that cool Um, well they did a good job yeah i also like that song it's peppy i think my favorite part is when uh they have to get out of a cab and it starts (laughs) to rain and Hunter Foster goes, I love the rain. It makes us shiver. Well, it, well Claire's like complaining because she just broke her shoe and doesn't yeah. have an umbrella. And yeah, everything. It's really fun. But yeah. Indeed. Is that it? All you have to say? <laughs> yes, I am done. All right. Well, since you brought up Hunter Foster, 
I'm also going to pick a duet that includes Hunter Foster. It is from the musical You're in Town, and it is called Follow Your Heart. Yeah. Now, this show is written by Greg. The music was written by Greg Codis and Mark Hallman, I think. That's mm-hmm. how you say their names. And it's Hunter Foster and Jennifer Laura Thompson. And Hunter Foster player plays a character named Bobby Strong. And Jennifer plays a character named Hope Cladwell. And You're in Town was like a parody of Les Mis, kind of. Uh, it takes place in the future where there's a water shortage. And people have to pay for pay to pee or to use the bathroom. And then a revolution occurs after this song, Follow Your Heart. Because Bobby and Hope meet each other like in a random street. And he looks like upset. And she's like, hey, let me come close. I can listen to your heart. And she like puts her head up to his chest and then like sings what he's feeling he's like i didn't know you could do that (gasps) and then he listens to her heart and sees what she's feeling and then they find out that they kind of want the same things and they fall in love and there's a lot of really good harmonies and it's kind of funny because it's like out there but like the song's really sweet uh and then it ends up leading bobby to start a revolution and then you find out that Hope's dad is the bad guy. So yeah. there's drama okay. there. And it was the first show I saw that we saw when we moved to Aberdeen. The yeah. college in Aberdeen, Northern State University did it. And I definitely do not remember any of it, if that tells anyone. Well, I, I remember I was a lot of it. So Claire was in kindergarten. I was in fourth grade. (laughs) But spoiler alert. Bobby gets killed. He gets thrown off a building and dies. And there's a song later on where he comes back like and sings as a memory. And I just started bawling. (laughs) And that show, I, I was like, I got the soundtrack. And that show is stuck with me to this day. And I just really like this song. And I think it's a fun duet. And I think people should sing it. Yeah, I have kind of a a funny story associated with this song that I remember. Um, So in my freshman year of college, I was in an auditioning class. And as part of our curriculum, we like were given this song like a couple days before and and like this like mini scene that goes before it. And it was just like a cut from the song. And then we had to like know our part. And then we got like paired up in class um, with like other, you know, people in the class. And Zach, who you know from our last episode, was in last that class. Two episodes. Last two episodes. Um, so, <laughs> so he and I are dating currently, in case you didn't know. And, uh, wah, wah. and um, we weren't like dating at the time of this class but we were like you know kind of like a thing and there's a kiss in that scene and um yeah there's a a little spicy kiss in there 
And so I first got paired up with this other person and we did, it was fine. Um, and then I got paired up with Zach to do it. And so we were like doing it, but then Zach wasn't, his head wasn't in the game. And so he kept getting like notes from our teacher. So we never got to the kiss part, but it would have been our like first unofficial kiss. And I think that that's really funny. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like. So if only Zach would have gotten the acting beats right. Yeah. If, if only happened. he knew. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I would love to play Bobby Strong sometime in the future because he's got some bangers in that show that he sings. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So that was my third pick out of 10. Claire. <laughs> um. Okay. I'll try and go faster with these. No, ones. it's okay. It's only been a half hour. Oh, okay. We can take our time. I was adding how long it's been. Um, all right. My next pick um, is another show we talked about last time, but it's First Date Last Night. I knew you were going to pick that one, too. From Dog I didn't even Pilot. write it down. Yeah, because you knew. I love that show so much. I love that duet. I want to be Rose. I want to sing that duet with someone. It's just like it has such this this like mysterious, um, I guess not mysterious, but like kind of like awkward and like unknowing quality to it because like the two characters are just like so uncomfortable at this moment but they're like trying to give the other person the benefit of the doubt and I think um the harmonies are really good the like cute little awkward um like talk that they have between them is really fun and relatable and I just uh, think Lindsay Mendez and Derek Klena's voices are amazing. And they just work really well together. Yeah, it makes me wish that Only Us was more like that song. Yeah. Only for- Us from Dear Evan Hansen. I agree. But I do like that song too, but I wasn't going to pick it. Yeah. But yeah, that's me. Yeah, I like that song. I like singing that song as well. Mm-hmm. Just some little Yeah. Yeah. Really fun. Oh, we said yeah at the same time. Whoa. I don't have anything else to say about that song. <laughs> Me neither. Let's move on. All right. I'm gonna pick a sad song now. Well it's actually not a sad song. You wanna oh. know why? Why? Because I don't do sadness <laughs> slash blue <laughs> wind. It. That's my next pick. Mm -hmm. Don't do sadness slash blue wind. Mm -hmm. So this is technically like two separate songs put into one. But like they do them at the same time. So Spring Awakening, I first listened to it. I was in middle school. I was at the perfect age for it to go right into my brain and never leave. I want to play more. It's so bad. Mm -hmm. I've seen. I saw the tour of the show. I've watched every bootleg of the like off-Broadway version, the Broadway version, the Deaf West version. Yeah. I saw two different colleges perform it. And this song is pretty much good no matter what. Yeah. It's every just, like, version I've seen. Good. It's written well. If you cast the right people... And they mm-hmm. can just sing it and like feel it. 
it's good it's a very like get in your feels song oh yeah because you got moritz you got ilsa you have the tension like the sexual tension between the two of them like when they're talking bits in between the scenes and like you know that moritz wants to kill himself but like if he would go with ilsa he probably wouldn't have and like that's why he has that whole like monologue where he's like i should have gone with her i could be drunk lying in the snow yeah but he doesn't go with her because he doesn't he can't he he can't do sadness he yeah, don't do he sadness can't see past the sad yeah and like blue wind is such a pretty song and when they get put together it just it, jams yeah it's so rocks well. my brain <laughs> so it's written by duncan Sheik and steven Sater, mm-hmm. based off of the frank vatican show that i've heard by many people is very boring and sucks <laughs> yeah um in the original broadway cast recording it's john gallagher jr who is one of my favorite actors period and lauren pritchard played ilsa in that version um there are a lot of other versions that i like uh i like the version from deaf west i like uh the version that's krista rodriguez and taylor trench from the tour wasn't she also Uh, in the deaf west version yes Rodriguez. yeah that's what i thought um andy meantis is also in the deaf west version in the tour but that's because his husband runs deaf west oh but i don't Mm -hmm. think that's why yeah but they are married so <laughs> there you go um katherine gallagher played a version on her tiktok once that was really good <laughs> Catherine Gallagher, um, you ever uh, want to be on the show <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> if anyone that I, any names i've said duncan Sheik, steven Sater, if you guys want to be on the show i would probably die yeah um but yeah don't do sadness blue wind that's a show that i would love to play cello in the pit for specifically for this song because the cello part rips mm-hmm. yeah it does and i had the opportunity but oh, i didn't God. know what i was doing in my life so i couldn't do it yeah and it's my biggest regret <laughs> yeah actually it's not my biggest regret it's just one but it's up there <laughs> so Fair. yeah check it out don't do sadness blue wind that's my fourth pick so Claire, your fourth pick, unless you had something to say about um no no, I'm good. Uh, I am going to go in a completely different direction from, from that mine or from yours from yours that you okay. just did. Um, I'm gonna go with the song Hard from Evolution of Man. Um, this was a show I did not know about until last year, maybe two years ago. I'm I also gonna... didn't know about it until you told me. yeah, it's fairly new um i it's hard like there's not like much out there like i've never seen any version of this i've only ever listened to it but from like the basic understanding there's henry mann and he's looking for love um and his roommate like is helping him find love and he this song hard is him and this other woman. I can't remember her name, but I think it starts with a C. Like I said, I don't actually know everything, but um, look it up. It's really good. And um, they're out on a date 
and they're dancing together, which is they like say in the song is like kind of weird, like, well, maybe we should have done this on a first date because they're dancing and oopsies, Henry Mann gets an erection <laughs> while they're dancing. And it's really funny because he's like, oh, maybe um, I can pass it off as like her phone vibrating or I can like pass it off as something and she's like wow I haven't gotten this kind of attention since a middle school dance <laughs> and so they're like mm, we maybe both of them are like having this inner turmoil of like should I say something should I not say something and it's just like really funny and a good time but you still feel like the awkward and you still feel like the like almost like sweetness to it because there's still moments later in the song where they're like hey, but, you know, if I never have these experiences, I'll never find, like, my one person. Um, yeah, so I would highly recommend it. It's really fun. It's a good song. I would like to sing it. I, really, I would like to sing any of these duets that I'm talking about. Do you got, like, a favorite part? Um, oh, I'm trying, now I'm, like, trying to think of all the words. Um... There's one part where he's like, should I be, <laughs> I mean, this isn't for, for verbatim, but cause I like all the words are just running from my head right now, but he's like, should I say, Hey babe, this is for you. And then he's like, no, no, that'd be dumb. <laughs> um, here, if you want to say something about it, I can look up the words. Um, I listened to it for the first time when Claire showed it to me. Uh, I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's a fun song. I don't really have any much more to say about it while Claire's looking it up. Um, but I'll just remind everybody that if you want to know more about these songs or listen to them, I will be posting them in our Spotify playlist that you can listen to. That will be in the description below. Um, so the... (laughs) It's so, like, it's kind of obscure and I can't find the lyrics. <laughs> just online. That's okay. But we'll put it in the playlist and um, you can listen to it there. True. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say about it? Nope. You're right. up next. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to do a throwback. Mm. Uh, this song, it's funny. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It is called Sue Me from the musical Guys and Dolls. Music and lyrics by Frank Lesser. Mm -hmm. It's sung by the characters of Nathan Detroit and Adelaide. Uh, This is towards the end of the show where Adelaide's mad because Nathan just took her to get eloped and she wanted to have Mm -hmm. a real wedding. And he says that he will get her a real wedding and when he says that he's going to do it, he gets taken away to go to the prayer service. And she's mad. And then he's like, well, what are you going to do? You can sue me. Sue me. <laughs> and I just think the song's funny. It's cute. I like their relationship in the show. I think it's fun. Um, the version that I have written down is from The Revival. And that starred Faith Prince as adelaide and nathan lane Mm -hmm. as nathan detroit 
Um, but like there's the movie version with Frank Sinatra. There's like the original Broadway version. I just think it's a fun song. I did Guys and Dolls Jr. in high school, and that song is not in it, which is sad. Aww. But I wanted to have a older song on this list because I always lean more towards the contemporary side of musical theater. So I wanted to have more of a classic song on there. And there aren't a lot of Rodgers, there aren't a lot of like Rodgers and Hammerstein, Rodgers and Hart duets that I like a lot. So mm-hmm. I put this one on there just so that we had one that was older. But I like Guys and Dolls. I think it's a fun show. I would love to play Nicely Nicely again. So if anyone's hiring and doing Guys and Dolls and you need a fat white boy to play Nicely Nicely Johnson, I will do it. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't know um, much about that song, I have to say. I also lean more towards the contemporary side. So basically I got, but I'm sure it's great. Yeah. All right, Claire, your next pick. Um, so I'm going to go to the Disney side of things and talk about um, a song that, yes, was is a movie, but now is also a musical. And that is for the first time in forever reprise from Frozen. It was my favorite song in the movie, and it is still good in the musical. Um, the tension's high. You know, Elsa's mad. She's like, I can't see anyone. I'm a monster. And she is t- trying to get Anna to leave. Anna's like, no, I can help you. And then there's just this like big eruption at the end of the song, vocally and um, story-wise, which is just like so cool. And I've just always like really jammed to it. nice cool the music was by Kristen anderson lopez and robert lopez of avenue q fame and wandavision WandaVision. um i don't remember (laughs) this song no it's the one like oh please only make it worse there's so much fear safe here only watched the first Frozen movie once. Ugh, crying. And I have not listened to the Broadway soundtrack, but I do like the people that are in it. <laughs> I like Patty Murin. I like Casey. Cassie. Yeah, Cassie Levy. Yeah. I, can never, I never remember which way it's pronounced. Um, It's okay. You'll put it on the playlist and you can listen to it then. It's a banger in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, Disney duets. I didn't have. I had some written down in my extras on the side, but I didn't put any in my top ten. Hmm. There you go. But sticking with fairy tale type things, the next duet I'm going to pick is from a little show by Stephen Sondheim called "Into the Woods." And it's a song called It Takes Two. Claire, is something going on on your side of the camera? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm staying at my uncle's place for the summer. And he's out of town, but he has a cat. And it's trying to claw its way into my room. Ding, ding, go away. 
please. <laughs> His little paws are under the door. <laughs> He's scratching up. So it takes two from Into the Woods. It's sung by the baker and the baker's wife. I like my favorite version is probably the original Broadway cast recording version, which is Chip Zine, I believe. That's how you say his name. He's also in Falsettos, like the original cast. And Joanna Gleason, who's also been in. Oh, and he made a special appearance in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Yes. Um, I like this song. Mainly because I like the baker as a character. If I was in Into the Woods, that's who I'd want to be. Um, but I just think the song's very uplifting. Like the two of them have been in like this argument. Like they're trying to figure out all these. Oh, excuse me. All these. They're trying to get all the items for the witch's thing so they can get the curse reverse so that they can have a family. <laughs> uh, and in It Takes Two, they realize that they. That they can't do it by themselves in that moment. They have to work together like a family would mm-hmm. to finish what they've started. I also just like I like the harmonies. I like the fun. I like the like dancey bit that's in the song. Uh I just like Into the Woods a lot. I like Stephen Sondheim's wordplay, how it matches with the music. It's good times. Yeah. You got I, anything to say about it, Claire? Um, no, yeah, that song is really fun. It's bouncy, and I just think it's funny because it's like they have this whole song about working together and being in a relationship, but then like a little bit later, Baker's wife's just like, ah, forget him. I'm gonna make out See, with. But the she's fight. like conflicted about it. Yeah, and then she yeah, realizes that yeah. she did it, that she was wrong, and then when she like tries to go back, she gets killed, which is. Yeah. So karma, Sad. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and the baker has to do it alone. But no one is alone. Exactly. Truly. <laughs> so yeah, it takes two. Uh, there was one time a couple people for salons did this song. Mm-hmm. And they had a person play Milky White. And all she cool. did is Milky White was sit on the stage <laughs> in like a cow position. And it was really funny. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So shout out to Brianna Adams, who was Milky White. Good job, Brianna. In that. I don't remember who sang it. I think it was John and Christine, but I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Yeah. So if you guys are listening, just like remind me. That was freshman year. It was a while ago. All right, Claire, your next pick. Um, I'm going to stay on the same Sondheim vein, and I'm going to go with Unworthy of Your Love from Assassins what yeah so um as we've talked about before austin played john hinckley and he had to learn this song on guitar and i he came home from for spring break yeah and he was just like hey claire listen or easter break probably yeah easter break and he's just like hey listen to this and but it wasn't like I was like, that's not what it sounds like, because that sounds like a different song. Uh, It was something like that, you know? And um, he was, like, putting it together, and I was like, wow, that's cool. And then I heard it, and I thought it was such a fun song. It was, like, really the only memorable song for me from Assassins that, but, you know... Just top take, I guess. Not that I'm saying everyone else wasn't memorable. I just 
don't remember. <laughs> I just have a bad memory. I mean, it's and, definitely like written as to be the catchiest song because it's like it's based off of those love songs of the 70s and 80s. Right. And it's like, obviously, like, you're my brother. So I remember you doing stuff more than I'll remember other people doing stuff. And um, but not only your version, like the original version and also like the, the which Black. original version because there's the original cast recording and then there's the broadway cast recording um i think i've listened to the broadway one Maybe is it the, the guy one. with the thumb gun with the finger gun Maybe. or is it the stars <sighs> i can't remember now looking at it i was like if you listen to it on spotify then it's the broadway one because that's yeah. the, guy with the finger gun um, and then recently listening to the Ben Platt and is it Zoe? Zoe Deutsch. Zoe Deutsch version from The Politician. That's really good, too. Um, I just think it's funny because it's like such a dark um, undertones to it because obviously it's like this guy who's obsessed with Jodie Foster and he's like, I will literally kill a president for you. And then this girl who's like, I'm in love with Charles Manson, who is one of the like big baddies of our time it's not of our time well not of our time but of a time in history um yeah and i just think yeah it's catchy it's pleasant to listen to like harmony wise and it's just really fun agreed Mm -hmm. all right let's see hmm do i go fun or do I go serious? Because I have two of each left. Ooh. I think I'll do a fun and then a serious and then a fun and then a serious. Okay. So my first fun out of my last four is from a musical that opened on Broadway April 29th, 1996, <laughs> 24 hours before I was born. Wow called rent <gasps> written by jonathan larson and there are a good number of duets in that show mm-hmm. but the one i'm going with is tango maureen yeah which is sung by the characters of mark and oh joanne. no joanne i was like yeah. <laughs> blank hardcore mm-hmm. so in the original broadway cast it was anthony rapp and freddie walker um, in the movie version, which is the version I heard first, it was Anthony Rapp and Tracy Toms, I believe is her last name. Um, I just think that song's fun. Like a lot of these songs, they're songs that I want to sing. I would love to be Mark and Rent. <laughs> I don't think I have a song on this list where I would not want to be a character in it. <laughs> um... But yeah, I love Jonathan Larson. I love Rent. I know it has its problems and a lot of people don't like it, but it was like the first musical I remember watching, like the movie version of, and it made me cry. So it's stuck in my head. And I think Tango Maureen's such a fun song. And I like the like outer world of the song of them trying to fix these microphones and it ends up at the end with the my Maureen, Reen, Reen. And you, they, when she fixed it, it has the echo. Um, and there's just like a lot of good lines. Like the, has she ever pouted her lips and called you pookie? Oh, 
and then at the end of the scene she calls her and she calls her pookie and she's like pookie you've never called me that before (laughs) that mark was right yeah i'm trying to think what are the good lines oh i like the line where they're tangoing with each other (laughs) and he goes how did you learned yeah, how, where they learned how to do tango, how to tango, and he's like, "I learned from Annette Himmelfarm, the rabbi's daughter at the Scarsdale Jewish Community Center." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "He's it's hard doing this backwards." And she goes, "You should try it in, in heels. heels." And then he falls on the ground in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've seen the movie. I saw the filmed live version, like the filmed live Broadway version. I saw the like live TV version. And then USD did the show before Claire and I, either of us went there, but I saw it and it's crazy because the guy that was playing Mark was in the ensemble, but then had to step in like right before performances started to play Mark because of reasons I'm not going to go into on this podcast, (laughs) but, but it's pretty crazy because I saw him and I, I had no, I would have had no idea. I mean, I literally didn't have any idea until I got there. That wow. he wasn't Mark from the beginning. That's crazy. And apparently the reason he ended up like playing that is because he was the only one that knew the more the Tango Maureen dance because he'd be backstage doing it. making fun of it. <gasps> wow. While doing it. That's funny. So that just blows my mind. Yeah. But yeah, Tango Maureen. Got anything Very to say fun. about it? Um, basically just all you said. I think the lines are fun. And the dancing is silly and it's like the hatred of these two people, but they're also like on the same level. So yeah, they got the same vibe and that's why they don't like each other, but they do end up liking each other. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 All right, Claire, your next pick. Um, I'm going to go back to a show we already talked about and bring the tone down a bit with the dark. I know well, from spring awakening it's a really strong emotional um duet between these two girls who have both experienced the same abuse and it's like heartbreaking to listen to but at the same time it's just like so good from like a a sound like standpoint because like the the backing tracks and the beat are just like so good and like edgy and um you can't help just like feel this hatred for their um dad because it's Mar- Martha and Ilsa who are siblings and they both went through the same kind of abuse and um it's just yeah it's so good so good yeah i love the background vocals for that song like the mm-hmm. uh yeah but so yeah that would be lauren pritchard again and then i believe lily cooper yep. is the name of the actually played martha who then went on to be sandy cheeks and spongebob wow i did not know that yeah i the only reason i knew that is because i was listening to one of the songs from spongebob and i'm like this sounds like the dark i know well <laughs> and then i looked and i'm like oh that's why yeah i i would love um I was like, I would like to be Martha just to sing that song in spring. Yeah. I, think it'd be I remember when USD did that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Dan Fry played the adult male Oof. and he was 
blocked to do this thing like where he like back grinded on like a fence yeah and it was the creepiest grossest thing i've ever seen in my life but it fits so well in the scene and the song yeah it was wild yeah yeah i like that song i like that whole show yeah love to direct it or be in it or be in the pit someday do anything with it really yeah all right next up i'll move on to my next one so this is a sad song it is from a musical by jason robert brown who is famous for the last five years and a lot of other things like he's done a lot of shows and people don't like talk about a lot of them yeah they mainly talk about like the last five years but this is from probably my favorite jason robert brown show called parade Mm. and it is called all the wasted time it's sung by the characters leo and i can't remember what oh no i can't remember what his wife's name is lucille Mm. there it is and frank is their last name in the story of Parade, it's about this Jewish man who lives in Georgia. Um, it's in the early 1900s. It's based off of a true story. And he was like a manager at this factory. And a dead white girl is found like in the basement. And he gets blamed for the murder. Mm. And the show itself is like about anti-Semitism in the South, but also like racism in the South and how the white people in charge could persuade black people into like getting rid of Leo. Cause they basically force this uh, black man who has like missed out on parole. Like he isn't, he's supposed to be in jail, but they're like, Hey, if you come to court and say that Leo killed this girl, we will let you go. If you don't, you're going to go back to jail. So it's basically like the white people, like the Christian white people of this city in Georgia using the minorities of the community to fight against each other. Right. Um, and over the course of the show, you find out that Leo and Lucille like don't have the best relationship anymore. Like, she's from the South, I believe. And he's, like, a Jewish man from New York who moved down there. So, like, he doesn't fit in. He doesn't like it there. And his wife's, like, our relationship, you just, you're always at work. Like, you're we're never together. And she ends up helping him get a pardon from the governor. But there's an angry mob out after him and so all the wasted time is the third to last song in the show and it's the two of them singing about all the wasted time where they could have been together and like doing stuff and then all the time that they could have potentially not gotten if he was going to be executed like he was supposed to. But he got the pardon, right? So he wasn't supposed to get executed. But then the angry mob comes and take him and they hang him. Mm. So he dies. So there is all that wasted time that they could have had together. 
that they don't get to have. And like Jason Robert Brown's really good at writing like pretty melodies and stuff like that. And so I was I was debating going between that or next 10 minutes from last five years. But I would rather have more people listen to Parade, than which listen- I feel is like lesser known than yeah. listen to last five years. And so the original Leo was Brent Carver, RIP. He died last year. Mm. And then Carolee Carmelo played Lucille. And they're both really good. So I'd check it out. I'd listen to that whole show. It's a fun time. Yeah, I can say I have not listened to Parade, so I don't really have much input, but it sounds like it would be really good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Nick Akins for showing it to me. Thanks, Nick. All right, Claire. <laughs> Your seventh pick? Or what? eighth pick? Eighth pick. Eighth. I was like, seven? Um, my next pick was also a movie turned musical okay and it's come what may from moulin rouge i didn't even think about it (laughs) didn't even think about it um i will say i am privy to the ewan mcgregor nicole kidman version because moulin rouge is my favorite movie musical and yeah wrong take dude i I mean i don't disagree but i said it i think it's great i think it's fun and campy and um i appreciate it i i know that there's been quite a bit of backlash to the musical version i've heard Uh, just some of it some of the stuff i was like to the musical or like about the scott rudin stuff because like he was the producer at the time Oh, I was thinking um, primarily in the songs. Oh, some people people were upset that they added in um, newer songs to the mix slash changed them from the movie. I'm like, I understand, but I I do appreciate the the original soundtrack from the movie. And it's like, Come What May is like one of the songs from the movie that's not someone else's song it's like true to that musical and it's like big because it's like a production within a production and it's like fantastical but also like sad because you know that they're singing it to each other but like they have to pretend they're not and then you know what's going to happen next um at the end which is sad but it's it's will always be um, near and dear to my heart. Some interesting facts about this song. So it was written by David Berwald and Kevin Gilbert. And the title, Come What May, comes from a line in Shakespeare's Macbeth. Mm. So that's pretty fun. And I the Broadway version is sung by Karen Olivo and Aaron Tveit, who yeah who may win a tony <laughs> this tony's if they ever happen since yeah. he's nominated against no one but he yeah. still has to get 60 percent of the vote or whatever yeah. well that'll be pretty sad if he doesn't but yeah i would i would also be upset because like he's been in so many good shows right and didn't get he's nominated for like any of them yeah i think he's very good yeah so. i agree i'd Karen vote Olivo is also very good 
Yes. I hope they I actually I don't remember who else is nominated in that category, but so. I do like them a lot and I appreciate all the activism that they do mm-hmm. through like effect and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's cool. me. Come with me. Good song. Mm-hmm. All right. So my last fun one, my number nine pick is a song that's not from a musical that was ever fully produced. It is from a song cycle by Drew Gasparini yeah. called Circles. And it's some of the other songs that are on the song cycle can be listened to on his album, I Could Use a Drink. But this duet is not on there for some reason. And it is a song called Pinch Me. Yeah. So this song, it's fun. It's about... These two people and their names are Tom and Lucy and their two best friends. And this song happens right after they had sex together for the first time. And it was both of their first times, I believe. And it ends up with Lucy being pregnant, but that is a different story. Yeah. Uh, I just like the song. I think it's fun. It's funny because you have the awkwardness of waking up in the morning uh just after doing something crazy that you never thought would happen and like the song shows like both of their experiences like they have it's all like in asides when they're singing but then they talk and um it's like funny yeah and i me being a genius (laughs) i didn't think about it but i sang this song for salons uh shout out Alex Newcomb Island, who is my duet partner for this. Um, and at the beginning, there's like this. And our teacher was like, so what are you guys doing at the beginning of this song? And I'm like, well, I figured that they're waking up. And like that sound is like their alarm going off. It kind of sounds like an alarm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what Drew, Drew Gasparini's intention was. It might have been. There you go. Uh, some different. There's a lot of different people doing different versions of this song. I think my favorite one that's on YouTube is the Emma Hunt and F. Michael Haney version because yeah. I like when they sing the other songs that are also in the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of them where it's like people who are like in bed and they have their cover like cover wrapped around them mm-hmm. and they like sing their whole sing the whole song behind like a comforter yeah the way we did it is we had a bed and then like i wasn't wearing my pants so it was really funny (laughs) when i got out of bed and i put my pants on (laughs) while singing um but i just think the song's fun i think it i don't know if it's actually the first song in the song cycle um but i feel like it's a good introduction to those two characters and their relationship to each other like they were like best friends and just one night they were studying and for some reason they just got the urge and then they had sex and then it kind of messes up their lives in the end. But like they didn't know that's what's going to happen. It's just like young love being dumb, being stupid. Right. But it also it's like real cute. And like Tom leaves and then the song actually ends. And it's like the last the last line is. I think I'm falling in love. And I'm like, oh, so cute. <laughs> Very adorable. And there are other songs in the song cycle that are killer. Like yeah. Dear Lucy 
Great oh. song. Two Little Lines. Great song. No turning back now. Yeah. All bangers. Shout out Drew Gasparini. Mm-hmm. I hope the Karate Kid musical is good. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, Claire, your ninth pick. Well, you know, it wouldn't be an episode of our podcast without talking about Alice by Heart. Ah, uh, I knew it. That's why I didn't <laughs> write any of those down. Um, I had a hard time picking out of these because I really like all of them, but I went with Still, um, which is, I believe, the first one that they sing together yeah Yeah, i Uh, mean uh he alfred sings in the first song right um but this is like the first duet when it's like alice and the white rabbit yes um i just think yeah the harmonies are really good like the um relationship that they're building between themselves is really beautiful and um i just love the I really love all the duets in the show. I think they're all very good. But this mm-hmm. one just has like such a calming and beautiful quality to it that I really like. It has my favorite line like in the show, like mm-hmm. in that song is like the much ado, adieu, adieu, away, away. Mm-hmm. I just think that's a good line. So good job, Steven Sater and Duncan Cheek. Yeah. For putting those together. Yeah. It was like we've we've talked about Alice by Yeah, Heart. we've talked about Alice by Heart. Yeah. Colton Ryan, it's great. Yeah, Molly Gordon is great. Yeah, we love you. Just watch just watch <laughs> her in the movie Shiva Baby. Mm. And she's good in that. And Colton Ryan, you were good in Uncle Frank too. <laughs> uh yeah. Very good. Cool. Yeah, I don't think we need to comment anymore about that. It's just really yeah. good. If you don't want if you want to hear more about our love of Alice by Heart check out all our other episodes (laughs) yeah okay so for my last pick i am going to pick a song that kind of made me fall in love with duets as like a whole and i hadn't heard this song until my freshman year of college it's from the musical next to normal And it's called Hey Number Three slash Perfect for You. Uh, This song is sung by the character Henry and Natalie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Throughout Act Two, those two characters have three songs that are called Hey. Yeah. So there's Hey One, Hey Number One, Hey Number Two, Hey Number Three. And then Perfect for You is a song that Henry sings to Natalie at the beginning of Act One. And in their show, in this show, I think their relationship is my favorite part of the show. Next Normal is a really good show. It has a lot of representation of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was the first show that USD did when I was a freshman and I was on costume crew. So I listened to it every night. And like we had talkbacks with like mental health professionals and like people that like have lived through the sort of same like experiences that are depicted in the show and henry is probably my favorite character probably just because i like to play him Mm -hmm. obviously just like all the other ones um and he's like the stoner boyfriend and natalie and henry's relationship like starts out you get their meet cute she goes she invites him to their house 
he sees their mom have like a little like break because she brings out a birthday cake for her dead brother spoiler alert mm-hmm. and then they're like kind of weird like he introduces her to weed and then like she starts taking like pills and stuff and he doesn't like that she's taking pills and like during their first haze and the second hay they like there's like tension building up between them and like in the second hay she's like leave me alone never talk to me again and he's like upset obviously right hay number three is toward is like at the end near the end of the show and for natalie what had just happened is like her mom is sort of starting to get better realizes that she should leave the fan like leave mm-hmm. the family yeah like it's too much for her to handle and she sings this song called maybe i believe mm-hmm. and diana who's the mom and natalie and it's like a duet and so like natalie's like in this sad place but she's cor- she's sort of like accepted like how things are gonna be and henry shows up like in a tux with the corsage because he asked her to go to this dance with him and it's the day of the dance mm-hmm. and the song is like just very like reassuring like henry's like hey are you okay let's let's go have this dance and have a fun time and natalie's like what if i end up crazy like my mom and henry goes it's okay mm-hmm. i'll be perfect for you You could go crazy or I could go crazy. It's true. But I will be perfect for you. And I just think it's a cute song. It's good. I think, like, it's sort of like the, he, Henry's never like, I'm going to fix you. Right. Because that's not what Natalie would need. He's just like. I'll be there. It's going to, it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, we may not last. This might not work out. But for like right now. Mm-hmm. it's better than nothing yeah and it's just like yeah i feel that i get that mm-hmm. so it's like my favorite duet i love singing it in the car is originally done by my main man adam chandler barrett Ooh. however you say his name he's also in like peter and the star catcher fortress of solitude amelie I just love his voice and like how it sounds. He's also in Fly by Night, which is on my honorable mentions. And then Jennifer Damiano, I believe is how you say her last name. It might be wrong. She plays Natalie. She's really good. Um, but yeah, Next Normal. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Trigger warning for like mental illness and self-harm and death mm-hmm. and suicide and stuff like that. Because it's like a lot. Yeah. in some parts but it's a good show if you have a chance to see it i would suggest doing it yeah anything okay. you would like to say about it claire um i was like i i saw the show when usd did it but i haven't um been a huge like listener like i haven't like listened to the soundtrack a lot um so i don't know that song specifically but overall i know the show is it's really powerful it but it is yeah a lot so yeah, it was written by Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkey mm-hmm. were the composer and lyricist. Awesome. So that's my 10. So Claire, what's your last pick? Um, mine is definitely not as deep. 
but more of just a fun power girl duet, which I feel like we don't see a lot of, um, which is Apex Predator from Mean Girls. Um, I think it's like the the song itself is just about like power battles within a high school being compared to like animals fighting one another in Africa and like the power of the the lion like the main leader of the pack and um, the harmonies are really great between Katie and Janice and um it's just like fun and like watching videos of it is cool they're all like pretend like acting like animals um around the watering hole you know same as the movie um but it's just like cool and hard-hitting and you like start to see Katie's like real fascination with the plastics not this like oh yeah this would be a fun joke it's like oh they like actually have a lot of power and that really intrigues me because I have something to compare it to so it's like even though it's way beginning of the movie you kind of already see her fall into that trap or the musical movie musical you know what I mean um you see her like fall into that trap and it's just like really interesting to me yeah it's really fun awesome yeah well I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about duets. <laughs> There's a ton more duets, so we'll probably do another duets video yeah. or video podcast down the line sometime. We might even make it more specific, like pre-1980 duets. Ooh. So we have to do some more classical stuff. Yeah. Um, thank you to Shane Ivers for our intro and outro music. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find us and listen to this podcast or share this podcast other places. Um, we are on the Podbean app. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Pandora, and Stitcher, I believe. Wow. Uh, if you would like to follow us on social media, we are at Song 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 Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Claire, do you got anything you'd like to plug? Um, well, if you want to follow me on Instagram personally, better.is.better. Um, and yeah, I was like, right now I'm just in full swing. My children's theater job, Storybook Land Theater, um, the Facebook page and Instagram. We do a new show every week for families in South Dakota who want to come out and watch a show in a castle. So pretty rad. Yeah. So check out at SBLT the SBL Theater yeah on Instagram and Facebook and you can look up Storybook Land Theater on YouTube yeah. and you'll see some stuff of me there too because I was in it wow um for myself you can follow me on my socials at a vetter actor on Twitter Instagram and TikTok uh, you can also find me on YouTube at Austin Vetter. I just posted a singing in the shower, which is the like YouTube series I started doing when I was 16. Yeah. So if you want to check those out, that would be cool. Um, so yeah, thank you again for listening. Um, 
make sure that you're being a good person. <laughs> you don't want any people getting sick with this Delta variant. So yeah. if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet and you're able to, I would recommend it. I did. Mm -hmm. and I thought it was fun. Um, if not, wear your mask, socially distance between people. It's been a hard, hard year and a half. And we don't want to have to go back because of like this Delta variant stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, be good people. Treat others better than yeah. we are now. Preach. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.